You're listening to How They Did and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. So in today's episode, I wanted to speak specifically to small business owners regarding the subject of online reviews, okay? If you're a small business owner, the words online review may strike terror into you. Okay, the reasons why I say this is because I am a small business owner. Now my business is different to where I don't really, I'm not in the review space, but my first business was very much in the review space and it really was almost breaking for me. It really disturbed me a lot emotionally, mentally, It caused some severe anxiety because you are basically on display all the time and you must run absolutely perfect, okay? Or else you're going to get slammed with a bad review. And some customers, not some, let me say, most customers I had used it as a tool for exploitation, okay? Okay, I'd love to have a free... Da, 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 da. And if not, I'm going to leave a bad review. Or I would love to have a discount, you know. And if not, you know, that my review will reflect it. Okay. It's blackmail, it's extortion, it's not right. And if I had enough cash, like I would have went on an all out like war campaign against specific review sites, because review sites have improved in the past, I will say, six years. They have improved significantly, and I think that it's great, and I'm happy to see it. Some of the review sites that I feel do a great job are Uber and Airbnb, and I think why they do a good job is because they have a two-way review system. That's the only way people are going to act right. If I can review you and you can review me because if it's one-sided and the customer is doing all the reviewing, they're going to slam you every time because there's no penalty. Oh, I can say what I want. It just has given such a negative vibe to the business-to-consumer like industry. You know, it really has. It's made it a very scary, tiptoey, then you got to be this fake, you know, It's just yucky. I don't like it. And I know in my speaking with other business owners, when I have done consulting jobs with them, it is something that all businesses are having an issue with and have had an issue with. So in today's episode, I wanted to kind of, first of all, talk about the why. Okay, this is how they did it and why. So who made these review sites? Okay and why all right now before i get into answering those two whys let me say this there are a lot of benefits to having review sites 
okay? They, you know, give you kind of an idea of the vibe of the place and, you know, some things that you may want to be aware of. Maybe there's a cleanliness issue. That's stuff people should know, okay? Because there's nothing, you know, stopping a business. If you're servicing the public, you need to be clean. That is not only just a, a personal feeling that is also like regulated by local and federal government. Like you gotta be clean, okay? But there's other things that it has really just gotten very, very sad and very dicey with the whole issue of reviews. So let's talk about the why a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into kind of talking about the history of reviews. Do you know what platform was the very first to have online reviews and what the original purpose of those reviews were? Do you know? It was actually Amazon way back in the day. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and do a quick screen share for you, okay? And I'm going to pull up, okay, when Amazon was first created. So Amazon was first created in 1994, of course, you know, by Jeff Bezos, okay, up in Washington State. That's not when the review portion of his site came about, though, okay? Um, the reviews came about in 1995, and the whole purpose of the review was to just review books. Because remember, Amazon started off as an online book review site, okay? And for something like a book, I feel like a review is absolutely helpful, and I feel that it it really isn't now of course the author could take offense to some reviews and i would definitely understand that but i feel that its initial intention was a pure and innocent one like it wasn't to you know make people feel bad or to drive business that was not the whole point of the initial review now i could be wrong speaking here you know, that Amazon was the first to do reviews. From my research and from what I know, Amazon is the first platform to do online reviews. That was technology that Jeff Bezos put into his software first from what I've seen. And again, if you know different, let me know in the comments, you know, I wanna know. But this is from what I found, okay? So again, its intent was to review books. And I feel that that was absolutely appropriate. And it's not something that could get too personal or weird. And again, it wasn't really to drive traffic to a physical location where you are going to be dealing with physical people. If someone left a bad review about a book, okay, well, they don't know the author. You know, they're not going to go to that place of business. You see what I'm saying? How it's different, okay? So that's when reviews initially started was in 1995 by Amazon as a means to review books. And books have like a synopsis on the back too. And, and they had 
you know, the bestsellers list and all these things that kind of were all geared towards giving people insight into books. So again, absolutely appropriate for the initial intent. Now, here's what I have put together and where I think the reviews on these other sites like, and I even hate to say their name, and I know once I say the name, all my small business owners are going to immediately, you know, understand where I'm coming from. Yelp, okay? How do you go from, you know, reviews on books on Amazon to the horrible situations that we see with Yelp reviews? Now, Google reviews are similar to Yelp reviews, but what is nice about Google reviews is that you have the ability to have reviews or not have them on your business. And I think that's only fair. You can shut them off or turn them on, okay? Nobody can review you out of the blue. With Yelp, you don't even have to make an account. Someone could just type in your business name and put it up there. Not cool, not fair. And what type of, what type of, vibe are you creating between your the the business and the consumers okay it it's just not right so anyway we're at 1995 now let's see who is the next person to pick up and start adding reviews to their site okay oh yeah not until 2004 okay that's when yelp started basically seeing how the Amazon reviews were working for Amazon, okay, in a very positive way. And so they basically, and this is my two cents. I don't know these people. I'm just going on what information I have searched for and what's available and I'm sharing that, okay? So my hunch is they saw how it was working for Amazon and said, oh, this would be great if we applied this same review model to restaurants in particular, because Yelp start, started off as a primary restaurant review site, okay? And even with the restaurants, to some degree, although I never wanna be on the side of Yelp ever, okay? I could understand where that could be something that is important for consumers to know. Because again, cleanliness, okay? People need to know if a place isn't clean, okay? But they also have like ratings for that through each, you know, county or city as well. So, you know, whatever. So July 2004, uh, you know, Yelp go, goes ahead and does their launch and everything. Now, then that prompts the question, who would actually create and not give any thought to the business owner's feelings? Who would create Yelp and not even consider, okay, how do I make this fair for the consumer, okay? Because again, let me just tell you a little bit about how Yelp works, okay? Yelp, what people don't know is when you write a review, in essence, you're working for Yelp because Yelp is driven by use of words. So it gives open space on a web page where anyone can go in and type and the words that you use. So if you say blah blah restaurant, you know, is horrible, it's gonna drive traffic to or away from that restaurant, okay? So 
why, you know, if you're being a, 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 a quality business owner, why would you not give consideration to the fact that someone could have just had a bad experience or someone could just be a disgruntled employee and go on and write anything okay why wouldn't you give consideration to that so you know digging out was like okay so who made yelp all right so yelp's owner is jeremy stopelman and i'm just gonna leave this graphic here and i'm gonna let you take a look I'm not going to say anything else. Okay, so this is up on the screen. All right. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. So now, 2004, Jerry Stopelman, you know, goes ahead and, and launches Yelp. Okay. Since 2004, many other sites started to copy this because it is a very inexpensive way to drive massive amounts of traffic to a website because again anybody can go on and essentially every time you leave a review you are blogging okay just like if you had your own website and you had a blog page and every time as you know you put those specific targeted words on the page it matches with searches and drives traffic one way or the other way okay so of course, people wanted to jump all on that, especially when, you know, Google's algorithm was different. Like back in the day, it really now like it's not as much of a driving force. Like when I do Yelp searches now, like it's not the first thing that comes up. Excuse me. If I do a business search now, Yelp is not the first thing that comes up. And I'm, I'm happy with Google for that because I think they saw what it was doing to society. Like this, I feel as low key been like something running in the background that has been affecting interactions between, you know, B2C, business to consumer, you know, it just makes it for a very toxic environment. So um, that's a little bit of the backstory on, you know, who, created it and how these review sites came about you know so again amazon being number one i think they did a pretty good job of it and then you know yelp kind of being in that number two spot and not doing such a good job with it and just goes to show you know they're the fact that they're not coming up now like as number one when you search for certain things bad vibes are never going to get you that far you know you may have some success but being doing the right thing and wanting to genuinely help people and genuinely provide something of value that people can feel good about is always going to trump you know negativity because Yelp was getting hit with review with um excuse me lawsuits constantly they still getting hit with lawsuits all the time and they would fight the lawsuits and they would never take down a review and they would just nothing it's like there was never a stance. They never took any accountability. All they would tell every person, you know, with any issues was, you know, these are amendment rights. This is, you know, freedom of speech. Anybody can do this. Yeah, just because they have that right doesn't mean they should. And this stuff is happening on your platform. And, and what are you doing to affect, how are you affecting society, basically? So, you know, Basically, the takeaway from that is 
do your business in such a way that you're not putting bad vibes out there because it's never going to be good. It's not good for society. It's not good for your business either. And that's why they're becoming obsolete. Okay. They're starting to go down. All right. They're not, you know, again, they're not coming up and searches like they used to, you know? So, um, okay. So after Yelp comes on, the scene we see these other sites you know i like wedding wire was one you know all these other different re review sites and what have you and i think those who have you know seen the process and seen how they have their review how they manage their reviews how it has affected their business those ones that were smart have made adjustments to their platforms and it's more fair, fair for the consumer and fair for the business. Like I mentioned before, you know, Airbnb and all of those, right? But the ones that have it, they're following right on behind Yelp and they will eventually one day be obsolete as well, okay? So, Another thing that I wanted to share about um, the why on this, okay, so again, if the initial uh, intent was to just give people information about a business, that's absolutely fine, you know, but it could have worked better if perhaps they had, you know, some pre-selected words. The star rating, I think, is great, you know. But why do you have to say that much? You know, again, they want you to say so much because the more you say, the more traffic gets driven, right? But what about just like some catchphrases? You know, um, let's say it's a restaurant review. It's like, okay, um, the my food was cold, and that's it. You could pick that out of the little drop-down menu, you know, or what have you. Not. You just go on and curse and say and do whatever you want to do. And oh, I didn't like the waitress. She smelled funny. Da, da, da. Too much, man. Just way too much, too much, too much. And then again, so how does the business, you know what I mean? Because let's say the employee is horrible, right? You don't have individual employee reviews that can be posted online, right? So now the whole business, let's say most of the employees in there were good and one acted a fool. Now the whole business has this bad review, you know, and it takes away from their bottom line when it may not be fair. Maybe that person has already been terminated and now they have to have this review up on their page for years and years and years. Just horrible. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm ranting a bit on the reviews and I'm sorry, but I want to because I want to give a voice to all those business owners out there who are struggling with this and have had some really unfair things happen to them. So now the next thing that I want to talk about is, you know, what is the best move for you as the business owner with reviews, okay? So now we know the why. We know why these like bad reviews happen. We know, you know, why these companies came out and what the intentional initial intent was, right? So what can we do as business owners, right? To make sure that we are using this because it's out now and people do refer to them. I was reading something online um, 
I believe that said 88% of all um, consumers consult reviews when they're making choices for restaurants. Okay, that's huge. And the double-edged uh, sword with that though is we kind of have this like, they call it the review effect where now we're so used to relying on other people's opinion that we are like too afraid to make our own decisions. So sometimes what I'll do is when I feel myself about to do that, like I'll be walking down the street, you know, let's just say I'm out in a different neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, this restaurant smells good. I'll be like, oh, let me check. I say, you know what? I'm going to just make a decision based on me. I'm not going to look at a review. I'm not going to look at any of it. I'm just going to go in taste the food. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. Okay. If I have a bad experience, I'm going to tell a friend. Okay. You know, I'll also bring it, you know, to the attention of the person, the, the, the business owner. Okay. You know, your waitress, she didn't bring the food on time or whatever. Fine. Sometimes just doing things the good old fashioned way and using common sense is what we need in society. Like we don't have to feel like we have to consult all these things to make decisions, just like make decisions, you know, and certain things you need to do research on and you want to have the reviews for, okay? Like if I'm staying at an Airbnb, I definitely look at the reviews like in detail because I want to know all them little tidbits, okay, that you might not pick up just from looking at the listing. So I get it, you know, to be fair, it goes both ways, but here are some things that you could do as a business owner. Number one is always, always, always put your best foot forward. Again, we spoke before about negative vibes and the negative vibes that the horrible review sites put out, like, yo. If you put positive vibes out there, treat people right. You know what I'm saying? That's That was the phrase before positive vibes was even a thing. I'm just saying that because that's popular to say. It, it boils down to treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat people right. Do right by your customers. That's all you got to do, okay? And that in itself will speak volumes. You know, be fair with them. You know, if you can offer them discount, maybe they they don't ask for the discount, but they just say, oh, man, I really, you know, like this one. And this was over my budget. But, you know, maybe. X, y. OK, well, you know what? If you bring a friend next time, you know, since you said you're going to bring a friend back or whatever, I'm going to go ahead and give you a 10 percent discount or whatever like that. You know, however you feel comfortable to do it, but just treat people right and give people breaks where you can give them breaks and make them feel value. When people feel like, oh man, this business owner actually took the time. When I, and I'm telling you with my customers, I care. You know, especially my uh, first business was very much personal, okay? I was interacting face-to-face -face with people in a very important day in their lives. And I cared, man, I gave them my all. If anything, I might've even cared too much. I mean, people, after the fact will write me letters and you know send me cards and little gifts and say thank you so much for caring about me thank you so much for taking the time to actually do a good job because let's face it not everybody wants to do a good job they just want to make money fast they don't care about nothing and it shows and it's horrible okay so if you could be different in that way that's going to take you far and that will get you a lot of good reviews and a lot of peace of mind, okay? So 
the second thing that you want to do, okay, is hire good people. If it's the business that lends itself to where you have to have employees, hire people who really have a good work ethic because I'm telling you, it's just not worth having your business reputation drug down because you have someone on your team who is not pulling their weight, who is not fulfilling the requirements of the job description and who is not really involved, you know, who just isn't going to have it together. Don't hire them. And if you see them, you know, manifesting into that and they're not doing their job, get rid of them. Okay. Because unfortunately what the review sites have done is made this a tougher environment for employees as well because guess what now because of all these dumb review sites people are really selective about the employees because they understand that your crazy self could get them some bad reviews and they don't want that okay they don't want it so be very selective about who you bring on board the third thing i'm going to tell you is what happens if you do get a bad review you know, did all you could, you're, you know, you're running your business well, uh, maybe a customer has an issue, you try to fix the issue, or maybe even this happened before, you fix the darn issue and the crazy nut still gives you a bad review. It's like, have I, I done refunded you, you know, sent you some flowers and everything, and you still left a bad review after we fixed the situation, okay? So you're gonna get unreasonable people like that. People who just are on a power trip and want to say something negative to feel validated about themselves, okay? Um, here's what you can do. You're going to have to get to a space in your mind where you don't let the bad reviews bother you. Because I hate to tell you, if you allow it, it will put your anxiety through the freaking roof. You will become a boss that nobody wants to work for because you'll be micromanaging everybody and panic attacking every time a customer comes in. Oh my God, make sure you get their food out on time <laughs> because they're going to give a bad review. <sighs> you don't want to do that. Okay. You're going to have to get to the point where it does not bother you. Okay. And how you do that is again, what I said in number one, always put your best foot forward. If you're doing that, you can accept the fact that, hey, I know I'm doing the best job that I can and bad reviews are going to happen. You're not going to be able to, you know, please everybody. Okay. Then the second thing that I would suggest doing is, you know, if it is something that is a very, very bad review, here's some things you know, that can be done. If the person mentions your physical name in the review, first and last name, to my understanding by law, that can actually be taken down, okay, by a court order, okay? So you can go ahead, go through the court systems and get a court order to remove because they are not allowed to use your actual name in a review, okay? And again, Unfortunately, that's something that does cost money and some small business owners don't even have the money to do that. So the other thing that you can do if you've been hit with a bad review like that is try to get a lot more positive reviews. So, you know, maybe, you know, do like a special, you know, maybe, and I'm going to just keep using the restaurant as an example because I think it's a good example for this. Um, okay, we got a bad review team. You know, we're going to give you know, 20% discounts for the weekend, 
okay and we're going to do an awesome job with the food and you know we're going to get some great reviews that way you could give a little bit of an incentive okay but again that's another reason why I hate reviews because I feel like if you're incentivizing people, how authentic is the review, good or bad? You know what I'm saying? So you can't really, the reviews do give you a really good idea and a sense of what's going on, but you can't use it as the, the end all say all because there's so much shady stuff going on with reviews nowadays that it's just, it's sad and it's exhausting and it's unauthentic. And um, for people who really don't know any better, like who just, you know, they're not involved in the whole behind the scenes with what they see on their devices. They're just the user. That's fine. But they're just completely unaware. So educate people, you know, as best as you can. Educate your team. Educate your customers. Always put your best foot, foot forward. Okay. So I hope that this episode of how they did it and why regarding reviews, how these reviews came about, why, and some tips for you to use into your business. I really hope this episode has been helpful for small business owners. And please, if at any time you have any questions or you have any additional information or ideas, I would love to hear from you in my comments. Please leave me a comment. I would love to hear it. Thank you so much for listening to how they did it and why, and have a great day and see you in the next episode.